0: Hello friends and welcome to Brainworms podcast, the podcast that rocks your body right and makes you an omelet in the morning.
1: I'm Joe. I'm David and intrigued.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm Kane and I'm not intrigued. And I'm Chris.
0: And uh unfortunately the Halloween spooky time is over and that's sad.
1: Well, Halloween is over but it's always spooky. That's true. Baby. Every day is Halloween for me.
0: David, were you trying to say something sexual?
1: No, Joe. Why would you think that?
0: Oh my, I think I'm getting the vapors. The vapors.
1: Also, if you guys
3: didn't watch Over the Garden Wall for Halloween, you are neglecting yourselves. Like do it do it do a little self-care.
1: Yeah, it it's like three hours of your life. Listen to this and then go watch all of that.
0: Yeah. It's what is so it? Good. Over,
1: Over the, the garden, garden wall? wall? Oh, it's amazing.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was reflecting that our last few episodes were by reputable authors with actual credentials as writers who wrote well. Arguably, you know, Lovecraft—it eh, goes kind of goes either way.
3: Wait, are you telling me that we've got like an unmitigated disaster book?
0: Oh yeah, I, I thought that it was time to <laughs> return, go, go dig up some wet hot trash,
3: go back to our Princess Teresa
0: roots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I dug into the the worst rated books on Goodreads and it uncovered a mystery. Actually, I uncovered a writer called Robert Stanick, who, again, is one of the the worst writers rated writers on Goodreads consistently. All of all of his many self-published eBooks. Should we make a
2: bad read section of we give you dot com? <laughs> I, I think
0: that's just the show. <laughs> Right, but, but I yes, mean, just a list But form. yes, we should.
1: We should, yeah, yeah that would like be fun. Because good how, reads.
0: How
3: many, like, terrible books do you have to write and get reviewed before you just say to yourself, like, I I, I, I can't write? I, well, I need to purchase I guess, something else
1: in life. It, it depends. Like, some yeah. people just never stop and mm-hmm. make a whole career out of it. Yeah. And then there are people like... uh oh shit what's his name that wrote uh eye of argon
0: oh yeah that guy I, I i can't think of his name either.
1: he's a journalist yeah yeah he went on to journalism he may be mm-hmm. dead now
0: he might be because he he faded into obscurity so he kind of he goes off the grid around i want to say the mid 2000s i think right there stopped being any references to him doing anything so jim Thies. jim Thies. thank you that's
1: him. right Ghost of Jim Thesis watching over us all.
3: Protecting our children from back titties.
2: (laughs) Yes. He died on March 26th,
0: 2002. Oh, no way. Well, may the the angels carry him to his rest.
3: And I suppose there are uh, worse ways to lodge yourself into the public consciousness
0: for an extended period of time. Yeah. True facts. Of course, this is now just the Eye of
1: Argon cast.
0: (laughs) But apparently, he did go on to enjoy his his quasi celebrity. So good for him.
1: And if you'd like to hear more, you can check out our episode about the Eye of Argon. There are like multiple. Of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> our Patreon subscribers of I want to say ten dollars and up, uh, probably next month. Once I get done assembling it, will actually have access to a complete reading of the Eye of Argon from beginning to end, all in one episode. So booyah. But we're not talking about Jim Bees today, although I'm a little. What the fuck, Chris? It, it was. It...
1: <laughs> Is that <laughs> your alarm to wake up and come record the episode? Is yeah. that what that was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well done. <laughs>
0: God damn it. Can, can I talk about Robert Stanek, or are we just going to going to piss. <laughs> Please into each tell me about
1: for the rest of the day. <laughs> I mean that comes after. That's a long established tradition.
0: <laughs> it's true. That's how we celebrate. But
1: yeah, Robert Stanig,
0: um one of the lowest rated writers on Goodreads, which I thought was interesting because this podcast is what it is. So I did more research. He's very well reviewed on Amazon, uh to the point that some people suggest he's he's doing some kind of sock puppet astroturfing.
1: Hmm. That makes more sense than him just being really, really good, but people on Goodreads don't recognize it.
0: Yeah. His author's bio, I'm not going to read all of it because it's lengthy, but his author's, authos, His author's buyer, his author's <laughs> bio on Amazon says, one of our most respected authors says the audio bookstore, breathtaking stories, vivid characters, and beautifully crafted worlds. Robert Stanick is the pen name of William R. Stanek. That's not really a pen name as such okay. no
1: especially if his middle name is robert
0: yeah that's just his name <laughs> uh, who's more than 20 books of both fiction and nonfiction have been translated into 57 languages sold which i tw-
3: you know i really want to know like how easy is it for a book to just be translated
0: you just pay a translator
3: yeah
1: basically
0: uh, sold nearly 20 million copies worldwide and been published or distributed. Um, David, you and really any of you, if you know more of publishing than I do, tell me if this is a sensible thing. And been published and or distributed by nearly every major U.S. publisher over the past 30 years. Well, that is a little odd. Yeah, um, I can find no evidence of him being published in any format other than self-publishing through Amazon.com.
3: Wait, wait, this is his bio. Yes. So none of this has to be true.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it should be. Like I feel like there should be some standard. But but no, the, nobody's fact-checking it except for weirdos that record podcasts.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I I don't I don't know about that whole um multiple typically in my understanding and I I've, I've never been published. So I don't know, but I would think that if you got Published with one house, you would sign a contract, you would sign a contract, and they would maybe want to keep you. Yeah, like you know, you think of big names in literature, and typically they're connected with a publishing house and just the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's bizarre. Like, that's a little weird. He just kept shopping himself like that's I, I, actually not in your favor no you're doing yourself a disservice <laughs> um
0: robert's forefather not sure what that means in this context the pulitzer prize winning author and national book award recipient wallace stegner called robert one of the most versatile and naturally talent writers he ever met the and, future wait, deemed...
3: the most naturally talent writers
0: yeah the future <laughs> dean of science fiction fantasy and fantasy writers and that future is now Hmm. couple points
3: okay, okay. first i i know what's going on mm-hmm. this is a google ai <laughs> that is been tasked with publish like writing so it went out and started looking at all of the internet's everything it kind
0: of does sound ai generated like i'm not saying that's what it is please don't sue us for slander or libel alleged (laughs) yeah but it it does feel that way a little bit like it's it's ai generated this person does not have a wikipedia page the encyclopedia that anyone can edit at least when i checked last night robert stanick does not have one hmm i find that suspicious
1: It is interesting. I mean, I guess there's a possibility that he had a wiki page and just put up a bunch of just fabrications about himself. I can think of a particular band that did that at one point. Um, (laughs) And the fact that anyone can edit it would mean that anyone else could go in and just... Get rid of his wild claims about himself, or change. You know, and so maybe mm-hmm. he just took it down. I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, yeah. I mean,
2: William R. Stanek did a lot of writing for Microsoft. Ah, that must be it.
1: Hmm. I wonder if
0: it's the same person. It is. It is.
1: is. It? It's the same guy. So he has literally been published by multiple publishing houses. And translated into multiple languages.
2: Oh for how to Microsoft. Oh.
1: For yeah. That's oh, I'm that's, on to you boss
2: <laughs> You did it, Kane. You, you you solved
0: it, Holmes. You cracked the code.
2: It took a minute. I had to plug my phalanges into this weird box. I think you guys called it a computer.
1: Yeah. Ah uh, yes.
2: And then I have to connect the, I don't know why that hose is there that I have to connect to my junk, but I connected the hose to my junk. Mm-hmm. It's very important. And the very plug to the back important. of my brain. Mm-hmm. And I sifted through a lot of drivel until I found out that he's written a lot of stuff for Microsoft.
3: I was wondering why you were being so quiet.
2: <laughs> well, then, then I couldn't get the hose off of my junk, so it's just there now. I guess it's just a part of me. <laughs> what what's the hose for that's
3: that's totally unintended we'll we'll fix that in
1: a little bit just you know just you don't, just, just don't it. remove it it's yeah. very I important can't. that you I try. don't remove it i tried
2: but yeah so let's talk about elves yeah. and the yeah, kingdom let's, let's of shit that. is that what it is the kingdom the, of shit. the
0: kingdom of shit sure <laughs> if you if you feel like doing research on your own note the radical market difference between the and again i'm not accusing anyone of anything please don't sue us <laughs> but the the difference between the reviews on amazon and the reviews on goodreads are is allegedly noticeable. noticeable that's a provable fact you can see the difference between the reviews with your human eyeballs
3: joe when has facts ever stopped any delusional person from suing somebody
0: (laughs) i'm not implying any conclusions that one might draw from that information but that is a thing and also the reviews on goodreads a lot of them are pretty funny so (laughs) so uh, all right so yeah before we before we dig in let's remind the listeners that if you uh do you like websites because we have a website
1: I like websites. You like websites. I like websites
0: too. Websites are good things. I think you just discovered the existence of websites, and the, the... hose is doing weird things.
1: Yeah. Oh no, it's 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 supposed to be doing that. It's okay. It's fine. Just, just 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 sort of relax through it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll just relax through it. Okay. Yep.
2: Why is this screen popping up that says shh, biological shh, shh. Hush, hush. mapping no. almost complete? Nope. That's fine. Who? Okay. T-
1: not david to read i mean it is sort of important yeah we, like, we, to we just happen, i you know. was created for, books. for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we,
0: we needed him to be a replacement for, for david when david is is away so he had to be able to read
3: i thought we we needed a replacement for david when the books eventually make david lose his mind and shatter his perception of reality wait i mean
0: we weren't gonna say that out loud is the thing
1: wait i mean I know that we're creating another not David, another clone, so that when Cain eventually wears away um, through imperfect cloning technology, we can just have another one. But what's this about me?
0: Again, none none of that. Just forget it. Don't even worry about it it. now, sir.
3: Also, I just want to point out that with, with every episode we've done, it's been a different not David
0: um we what?
3: have to we have to, we have to kill david we have to kill not david after the end of every episode becomes he becomes too self-aware he starts taking forks and thrashing around with them
0: yeah um nailing an old pair of gym shoes to your your weird stumpies it isn't really having legs
1: though
2: no 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 i don't know if you remember this but i found a lower
1: torso <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what he's got the hose attached to. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should get on task. <laughs> and you guys should go check out our website. You should we check give out brainworms.com. Um, absolutely,
2: um, absolutely do that. We give you brainworms.com. We, brainworms. w- we give you brainworms.com. We give you brainworms.com. Brainworms. Eat what you want and still lose weight. Nice.
0: We give you brainworms. Can we .com. Can we focus,
2: or are no, we just gonna I don't do this want to. until we I fucking mean, die? I've read some of those reviews. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Bad news. David's gonna have to force me. He's gonna have to just interrupt whatever the fuck I'm saying and just start
4: reading. Preface, because
0: that's wait. Hold on, In we can't. We can't start the book yet. We have to plug this. The the midst <laughs> of let me let me wrench let me grab the wheel real quick just to (laughs) remind the listeners that uh, if they like what they hear and they want to support it financially buy us some editing equipment buy a soundproof room to lock the various iterations of david in until they calm down uh, you can support us financially through our patreon which you can find at we give you okay well great
2: Everything's ruined now. See, the entire point of that, Joe, was so that David would interrupt me. In
1: 15 B.D., The Watcher, Zith, is recorded as saying that history belongs to the teller and is only as reliable as the teller's recollection of it. Don't start your book like this. Don't do it. This is the truth of the matter, and why Keeper Martin, head of the Lore Keepers, chose to pin his own version of the histories of Ruin Mist before and after the return of Dalfan the Wanderer.
2: Uh, quick
3: question. Where Who the are hell we? is Dalfan the Wanderer, happening? and what is yeah, the Ruin Mist? What, what
1: time <laughs> is
0: it? Yeah, that's it? why I said don't start your book like this, because it's confusing. Don't do it. Well, this is the preface.
2: The hose just unplugged and reattached itself to another location I'd rather not mention.
3: Ugh, can we just shoot not David out an arrow? No, lock?
2: we need no, him.
0: We need the biological matter. Please continue. I'm sorry for interrupting.
1: Through Keeper Martin's gathering of history from various individuals, the story of Ruin Mist is retold in these pages. Keeper Martin would like you to think that his version of the history is the only truthful and correct account, but then again, history belongs to the teller, and is only as reliable as the teller's recollection of it.
3: As I said a few sentences ago.
1: <laughs> In his records, Keeper Martin anglicized many of the place and people names.
0: Is this book taking place? Don't do that. If like I, I'm a huge nerd. I love science fiction and fantasy. If you're going to do shit like that, don't use earth words. You, like, you, uh, you, the, you, you uh, can't go like the, the magical land of who's Kadoo and then say anglicize. Yeah, because that
3: implies the origination of a specific type of homo sapien from a specific location on the planet earth
1: yeah. yeah it specifically implies the existence of angles
0: of yeah, of the, well, yeah which the Anglo-Saxon in turn
3: people. Im- implies the existence of of the goths and the yeah, fucking, yeah. and and the... so on and like so if you on. want
0: to take the easy way out you can say something like the common tongue that's fine but don't do that.
2: I didn't even know what he meant when he said anglicized it. I actually like common tongue. I think
1: using the common tongue is Have is we a good considered way to that this might that. actually be taking place in some sort of like.
0: It's not. It's fucking not.
1: Okay. Uh, the original names and spellings are preserved in Encyclopedia of Ruin Mist. His annotations about various peoples and creatures are preserved in. Fantastical Beasts and Fairy Peoples of Ruin Mist. Oh, and I should should mention, by the way, Uh that uh, what we're reading right now is The Kingdoms and the Elves of the Reaches, Keeper Martin's Tales, Complete Series Omnibus, Book One, Chapter One, Three Lives Transformed. God damn
0: it. David, before we... Can we talk about the illustrations that are at the beginning of the book when you get to them?
1: Oh, oh yeah. So so there are all these illustrations of the main character. What I assume will be the main characters. Seth of the Red, Queen's Protector. <laughs> is uh, an elf with blonde hair and uh, red and gold armor and a big red crimson cloak. Um, Vilmos Taborath is uh, someone casting, like, a light spell or possibly jubilee. Uh, with, like, a bowl cut and a green shirt. These are d d characters. Uh, there's a two-headed cat. I think I'm just going to watch Twi'lek porn on Pornhub.
2: Cool. And then you guys let me know when you're done with this. Okay.
3: Joe, would you do
1: me a favor? I I already have (laughs) sent me the, the, the art. I did it. It, I mean, it, it is not bad art. Honestly, the the, the art is pretty good. It's, uh, it's comic book style. It's like D and D character illustration style, very sort of, uh, very much that, just, you know, fantastic art. Not, yeah. uh,
0: it's in that weird middle tier where it probably shouldn't be in a published book, but if someone did it and showed it to me, I'd say, yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it does. To me, what it looks like is comic book art from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not like big models. pockets, not, not mm-hmm. the, uh, Lee Field style, but that sort of fantasy comic book illustration style it's very much a, a reminiscent of that
3: yeah it's a bit much on the masculine proportions but other than that yeah it's like
1: it's, it's competent it's enough I just, yeah I just wanted... yeah definitely i mean this aiden mark guy looks like he'd fall over in the center but uh yeah that might be the armor more than anything else very
0: todd mcfarland rob liefeld proportions
1: yeah yeah it's very much like that uh um, yeah. And it, it does kind of look like, well, I mean, it looks like the sort of illustrations you would see in a uh, cheap fantasy novel. It's true. So, chapter one, three yep. lives transformed. Sunrise loomed across the horizon, pale as jasmine and mostly obscured by dark, feral clouds. Okay. The early morning air held an unusual chill and Adrina gathered her light shawl more closely as she stepped out onto the catwalk atop the wall. A stout breeze blew long strands of hair across her face.
0: Is it her hair? Is it... Are the there hair? just chunks of hair flying around in the,
1: in the wind? It's uncertain. The next line is THE hair. Okay, interesting choice. The hair, black as the reciting night, flowed to her waist. And while it was normally braided and folded over her left shoulder... It wasn't now.
0: What the fuck? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we see these kind of mid to low tier authors doing this. Don't say ordinarily it'd be this way, but now it's not this way. Yeah, it, that's, it's 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 poor. Don't do it.
1: It's it's tempting, I know, but it's low hanging fruit and it never works well. Yeah, don't do it. Summer must surely be at an end, Adrina surmised, for the breeze came from the north and not from the west deep.
3: Well, that's that, That's what's implied when the wind comes from the north, that it's not <laughs> coming from the west.
1: Adrina walked to a place where the wall jutted out and cut its way into the High King's Square. Behind her, the palace parade grounds were empty and silent, as was the square before her. The silence seemed to shroud over the whole of Imtal, clear to the Brab bradabagan foothills. Okay, we're getting a lot of weird fantasy wizard words thrown at us. <laughs> the silence seemed to shroud over the what? whole of Imtal, clear to the Bradabagon foothills.
3: What is it with bad fantasy writers when, and they, they'll, like, it, it's like they're self conscious that if anyone questions their world, it'll all just poof apart. So they just come up with all of these words immediately, right out of the gate. Yeah, like, like, I, I don't understand like, it. No, either. seriously, it's a real place. I swear, believe me, officer.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, I agree. There's, there's something about, like when you're reading fantasy novels, it's easy to, or writing fantasy, you just fucking make things up, right? right you just right, make for sure. noise, put noises together until it seems like a word,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and so you get things that sound silly like. Uh, from Imtol clear to the Bratabagan foothills. But <laughs> is that really any more silly than the Appalachian foothills?
0: For me, it's not about that. It's not that it, you know, like, you, you know, you're building a world. I get it. But, you know, we've read, you know, I think Dan Brown was just like, we, had the, we opened up and he was just throwing all of these proper nouns at us.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: And, and like, you can't just throw and especially because it's a magical fantasy world just a, a monster hurricane of, of names of people and places and objects in the, in the opening pages of your thing and not start giving your readers some context for what those things are. Well, I mean, I right. also
1: think you, you do have to give people time, you know, paragraph three, I think is a fair place to introduce. These are the places around here. Sure. But if you do that and then immediately launch into these are the bradabagan foothills and this is their history and and you know then you're just going to get criticized for why are we talking about this why is this important
3: um i think what's vitally important to like okay it's the third paragraph let's start putting some fantasy into this is that in paragraphs one and two you give the reader a firm grounding point from which to observe Everything that's
0: about to happen.
1: I mean, basically, right now we know that there's a woman standing mm-hmm. on a catwalk, watching the sunrise, getting hair blown into her face. It and might be hers. It might not be. It's <laughs> the end of summer. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we know. Sure. So, um many stories below the city's residents would soon awake. The square would fill with sounds as merchants began to unpack their wares. Palace guardsmen would muster for breakfast. City and palace would stir to life. Yet Adrina preferred the empty moments just before all this happened, for the silence echoed the aching of her heart. (sighs) Wow. She pressed her chin into the palm of her hand, her elbow glued to the stone framework of the wall. She sighed mournfully. The palace was truly dead, all real life having long since been gnawed away. There's no cliche at work here. (laughs) Very original. never heard this story before. No. She could have passed the day dreaming about things beyond the grey stone edifice, the cold palace wall, with its portcullis tucked cleanly out of view. She had sauntered through many a day thus, envisioning magnificent journeys to the four corners of the land. Great kingdom had many holdings.
0: Great kingdom, you say? Great kingdom. great kingdom. The Bradabagan Foothills
4: <laughs> are you know. in
0: the Great Kingdom. No, no, not the Great Kingdom. <laughs> oh, just right. Just Great, great Kingdom. Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're going to be all right, buddy? It's still pretty early in the book. We're to be I know. breaking down. Yeah, I, I know. mean, typically.
1: <laughs> That's why it, it hurts. Typically those sorts of things they don't just translate it into the common tongue like if you're going to be great kingdom it's going to be this word in the land in the name of the people that we conquered when we took over here mm-hmm. meant great kingdom like ohio means beautiful water right so that's weird that's
3: it, fun. there's
4: it, it a little yeah it
3: it would be one thing if it, if they said like Oh, yeah, in in the original elven tongue, it's this, but it translates to, like, I don't know, Great Resting Place or something.
1: Well, it looks like our massive info dump is just about to come, so... Oh, boy. Great Kingdom had many holdings. High province in the north, the far, far north, where amidst mountains of ice and stone, the rivers boiled and filled the air with blankets of fog... Is it South. the land of the ice and stone? Come from the land of the
4: ice and stone.
1: South, beyond a forest of great white trees called giant birch, lies South Province with its capital city enveloped by the majestic Kashan Valley. East through the kingdom along the East-West Road were the territories divided east and west. The untamed eastern territories were awaiting discovery. The western territories held but two kingdom outposts, the Shita and Crepost.
3: God, I okay. I am actively like listening, and just I can't hold on to what you're saying. Yeah, it's just it's um, just flying in one ear and then out the other. Yeah, well, you I'm know, is,
1: as people do, you have a a woman ostensibly a princess, a Someone named Adrina, who Dreams of is lore. sitting on the, uh, the walls of her castle, standing on the walls of her castle in sunrise, early autumn, just musing about the locations of her kingdom and all of the places that exist in this kingdom, as if someone were looking <laughs> over her shoulder thinking, gee, I wonder where this is set, it's you true. know. Completely invisible writing at work here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am impressed. I'm not impressed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Traders claimed the walled city of Zashita. 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 They're Z A S H C V-A-S-H-C-H-I-T-A.
0: Um and th- this may or may not be a nitpick. And if it is, then whatever. I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna go with La
0: the these names of places don't feel very phonetically consistent like it doesn't sound like they they come from the same language and and a a, a good writer that would be something like they were named by different cultures
1: right and i mean we have south province mm-hmm. with its capital city enveloped by the majestic quashan valley yeah and i'm thinking maybe what we've got here are Because some of these, like Quashan and Mm Krapast, Quashan has an apostrophe and Krapast has an apostrophe at the end. Right. So they just randomly have these. And I don't know if I should be pronouncing this like Quashan or something like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fantasy shit. And that's probably meant to be like, these were elf names. And the elf people were taken over by the human people because right. human people are just bads all, see.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: Real, real quick, Tolkien was a linguist, right? Yes. And that, that, that's one of the reasons why all of his languages are like just so incredibly he, elegant. He
0: actually like he he actually invented languages so that yeah. his books would be internally consistent.
3: I, I just I just wanted to think about that for a minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because this does feel like this person is just mashing syllables together as they go. I'm hoping that's not the case.
1: I guess we'll kind of see. Maybe, Um, yeah. Maybe. Traders claim the walled city of Zashida was carved from the very trees of the forest, and its building lifted so far into the heavens that they were lost in the clouds. So, sounds like elf work. Sure. Beyond Zashida lay Krapastko and her ferryman who took travelers across River Krapast so they could begin does the climb into person? the mountain city. Sorry?
0: Does she own... Uh, hold on. Because I'm sorry. I know we're we're going off on every tangent. I need to call attention to the fact that she doesn't own the hair that blew into her face, but she does own the ferryman who takes <laughs> travelers
1: across the river. <laughs> um, that might be... Her or it might be a, a sort of, they may have been trying to reference Crepus.
0: Oh, the city, right? Yeah. Okay, that's so, on me. That's my bet.
1: Good, good looking out. Yeah. <laughs> and where afterward, the gatekeeper may or may not chase them over the cliffs into Statter's Bay and to their deaths. Okay.
3: Um. Well. Okay. Um. <laughs> I think the he may or may not take a shit as well. Do you want to call attention to that?
1: But today. Adrina was frustrated to the point of tears. Chekhov's gatekeeper. (laughs) She wouldn't pass the day dreaming of things she may never see. She didn't understand what difference the passing of a year made. Why did it matter so that she was a year older? This year seemed the same as the last. She would have done anything, given anything, to be a little girl again, free to wander the city in her brother's shadow. Together, they would wander Imtal's cobbled streets. She would pretend not to notice the press of guardsmen around them and see only those who had come out to greet them. A fleeting smile lit her face. She knew this could be no more. Valam was gone now, gone to South Province, gone for good, and she, Adrena, was leaving adolescence.
4: <sighs> the
1: echo of footsteps against hard stones startled her. Her eyes went wide, and she wondered if Lady Isidore would venture to the walls. Her governess had threatened to before. Adrina didn't want to be reminded of all the things she should or should not do, so she slipped away to the northern watchtower. At dawn, the tower would be vacant, and she could be alone without fear of interruption. Adrina wound her way up a long spiral staircase. She stopped only at the very top to catch her breath. Here at the landing was a large open chamber whose broad windows were normally used to keep watch on the city's north wall and the fields beyond. Adrina crossed the empty chamber to a window. The cool breeze on her face tingled her nose and brushed the sweat away. No lessons today, she whispered to the wind. (sighs) Lessons Chancellor Yi and Lady Isidore would surely chastise her for missing them if they found her.
3: No, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing that she was getting lessons from the wind about how to break wind.
1: Okay. <laughs> not today. Adrena vowed not today. <laughs> wow. I
0: don't know if the, uh, the writer's intent was for that line to be <laughs> read with that level of intensity, but I'm glad you made that choice. This is not exciting. <laughs> no. And it, it... Joe, I think
3: you
2: may have made a bad call Uh with this book. Um, I'm trying to watch Tweedleck porn, (laughs) and you guys quit fucking interrupting me.
3: (laughs) Jesus. Joe, I think this may be the kind of bad where it's, like,
0: impenetrable.
3: (laughs) I I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, it's just
0: so, yeah. It keeps, it keeps, like, I
2: keep zoning out. Right.
3: Me too! Me too! And not
2: not in the way that I was zoning out during Something Wicked This Way Comes. You know, like I would zone um, out and see the things that David was describing and right. Something Wicked This Way Comes.
0: Some of it again, and I think we talked about this on maybe Empress Teresa way back. All of the sentences have kind of the same rhythm.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of that. It's and, punishing. And And really, I think what it's, I mean... There's nothing in this opening chapter mm-hmm. that provides any kind of hook. No. Like, you know, we can we can talk about things like Deathbite and how the the opening chapter was honestly yeah. so much fucking better than the rest of it the book. It was. Minus all of the racist opening, bullshit, right? Right. But at least that opening chapter was exciting. Mhm. I like, uh, I think wrong. the same thing with Digital Fortress. Like the opening chapter, at least built some anticipation. It gave you something to look for, and it didn't maintain it. No, but this opening chapter, and it it does take me all the way back to Empress Teresa and the uh, the author talking about how writers will do exactly what I was just talking about. They'll put something in to be you know fancy and exciting at the beginning, mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to do that. And apparently, this author is also not going to do that. (laughs) But if you're not going to do that, don't just give me a 13 year old girl standing on a castle wall with Mm -hmm. her hair blowing while she thinks about the rest of the kingdom and the places she'll never go. Right, Uh, dreaming of something more. (laughs) Because you know what? We all know this story. Yeah, this is, and there's there's nothing nothing in it so far that makes me want to continue. I would not still be reading this if I weren't obligated to Mm, by the terms of our podcast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (sighs) Always more reminders of the things she should or should not do. Her proper place, always her proper place. She knew all about the proper things, the proper mannerisms, the proper greetings, her proper duties, Uh, her proper place. uh, She had even been taught... Though only recently, the proper things to do to invite a man's attention.
3: All right, hang on. I'm going to take my headphones off and I'm going to snap my own neck. Hang on a second.
1: Good (coughs) deal. Good deal. One, two. Did it work? But why? What did she need a man for? Moreover, what would she do with one once she caught him? Was there anything she couldn't do on her own? Dance the tango. <laughs> leave I mean, him tall. You could the dance
0: the tango on your own. You would just look real silly.
1: You, you cannot. It takes two. Oh, yep. Pretty. Leave him tall, the wind seemed to say. That was right. On her own, she would never leave him tall. The palace would be all she would see for the rest of her days. But did it have to be this way? The wind, howling in answer, spurred Adrena on. Courtship! Marriage! she shouted back. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad, for surely all suitors don't live in Imtol. As quickly as she said it, Adrina cast the notion away. Marriage had taken Kalyan away. Adrina told the wind, no, that's not for me. I wish I could tell the wind, this is not for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can. Again, there's nothing stopping you.
1: <sighs> that's, I am an adult. Yeah.
0: <sighs>
3: <It> just, like...
0: <sighs>
1: That healing factor is getting quicker, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Um. It's because of all the things I did to his blood. Right.
1: <laughs> Just like. <laughs>
0: other better writers have told. Like, centuries of other better writers have told this story.
3: Not only that, but like when telling this story they've been able to add in little details like little tidbits here and there that imply certain things about the character so that right. as you're reading you're like subconsciously learning about them mm-hmm. and this is just so so hollow this it's it's like a shell of ashes
1: <laughs> I, I i don't know what you're talking about i have never in my life seen a character that was a girl on the a- edge of womanhood pining for freedom just thinking on how she's one day yeah. going to have to wed and that is the mm-hmm. entirety of her existence like sure okay yes that was like true. every disney and, movie ever right like let's do a little more than that let's give her some yeah. depth she's talking to the bloody wind you, yeah you... who's
0: taking bets that she's secretly a skilled sword
1: fighter <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry
3: Chris, i interrupted you a couple times Go ahead. i feel like one way that you could take this that might make it more interesting is to have the character be weighing the options of familiarity, comfort, boring, or you know, like, like or excitement, but in but danger, like <laughs> like in one place
0: uh, that you, that has been done. I, I the, figured like between safety and comfort, sure, and, and a life of adventure
3: because it doesn't seem like a very a very complex concept. But it right. it's, it just sounds like it would be more interesting than what's going on now. It's true.
1: I just think fantasy needs to get out of its own goddamn way. Yeah, I do too. Why am I reading another book about a young girl whose only real future is marriage, who is going to be swept away into adventure and find out you know what her real strengths are and probably become... Again, yeah... Probably already is a badass swordsperson because she's been sneaking away and taking lessons with the maester. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
3: <sighs> God, I would give anything to have Commander Vime smash through the wall and start solving crime.
2: <laughs> I would actually really enjoy Solid Justin showing
1: back <laughs> up. I and would also this. settle for solid justice. For some
0: reason, I thought you were going to say smash
1: through the wall and step on me. <laughs> on the plus side, so far in this book, there have been no large men. Don't jinx it. it. You know, we... <laughs> there will be. I mean, there will be a yeah, large man. The, the... No,
0: you're you're wrong, because the the illustrations at the beginning had, had large men. Oh, that's
1: true. The king appears to be a large man. So. Yeah. And, and the, the red... The
2: elf guy, he looked like a large man. That's probably true. I mean...
3: Well, maybe they're all bite-sized, you know? We we can hope. It's not really a large man unless it's a confirmed large man in the text.
1: Yeah, we only have suspicion of large man. Yeah. (laughs) She reveled in memories now, slipping back into the past at a time when everything seemed simpler. The minutes slipped away. And then Adrina pictured a beautiful, sad face. Tears came to her eyes. Simpler times were not easier times. Why, mother? Why did you have to go? I have never forgiven you, never, and I never will. I am all alone now. Kalyan is wed. Valaam is in the south. Midori went away, never to return. And <laughs> Who you, the fuck are these people? you are gone what am i to do can you know how much i loved you (sighs) and you always in that stupid garden fuck that garden
3: (laughs) (laughs) no one i don't care how emotional you are talks like that
0: yeah yeah i don't
3: care what time period it is i don't care if you're a different elven species no one talks like
2: that
1: yeah i had some time with that dialogue to sort of try and determine how i was going to deliver it it
0: was a
2: good room. and
1: uh yeah that's that's the best that can be done i promise Yep. Yeah. adrina waited the wind howled but no answer came queen alexandria was beautiful land and people loved her very dear said a figure from the shadows land a- land like the, the the land itself loved her that's what it says yeah okay yeah you know like the the kingdom like they do yeah great kingdom my great, great kingdom for great, great justice. <laughs> Adrena screamed. Her heart stopped. She died. She died. Oh
2: God, what a tragic end. <laughs> <laughs> Just I did not see that coming. <laughs> standing at the end, remembering her past and her family members, and then she died. What a terrible <laughs> end to a book. Okay, let's do something else. I would be totally <laughs> willing
1: to accept that at this point the book picks up with the point of view of the person who was in the room <laughs> and just continues from there until they die. And you just pick up with the point of view of the nearest person to that person when they die. Awesome. That, that that's be amazing. a fun read.
2: God, oh, that would be work. so cool. Can you
3: imagine what it would be like to transition from the princess dreaming of more to the chambermaid and scrubbing out the, the shit toilet?
0: That would be a fun creative project. Yeah. Like if you had a bunch of friends in like an artist collective to just write like that, like write, you know, a, a short story and then end with a character's death and then pick it up. That would be really fun. But only pick it up by the person that was in the room when the character
2: died. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Someone that happened to see it. Yep. Yeah, that's a a neat idea.
0: It is. Probably the best thing that's going to come out of this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Adrina screamed. Her heart stopped. Then, in a sudden flood of thoughts, her young mind began to race. Surely this must be a rogue come to steal her away. Adrina said coyly and hoped the other knew she wasn't telling the truth. What manner of rogue are you? My father would hardly pay ransom for his third daughter. I am of little worth.
0: Isn't that kind of implied that she she hopes that she's telling this person this? Isn't it kind of implied that she wants to be believed? (laughs) Also...
3: It, it sounds really seductive, like, oh, a rogue in my room. Surely you haven't come for the ransom. My father won't pay for his
0: third daughter. What else? Yeah, wink, said, wink, said wink, coyly. Might not have been the best adverb to use, right there. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, what a weird, like, Adrena said <laughs> coyly and hoped the other knew she wasn't telling the truth.
0: Yeah, who writes like uh, that? I mean, obviously, this person writes like that
1: so you hope they know you're lying Um, i don't
2: understand just keep going just plunge through david Uh, wait no hang on no no no. everyone everyone halt
3: stop now who wants to take bets that this quote rogue unquote is like you know oh a friend that i recognize now when you take the hood off oh hugs 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 Mm
1: -hmm. all right i'm gonna go back to my twi'lek porn (laughs) fuck this I'm just really hung up on that. Like, is that a typo? Yeah, hope what, I the don't...
0: other knew she wasn't telling. I didn't even pick up on that until you pointed it Hoped
1: out. Hope the other knew she wasn't telling the truth. What manner of rogue are you? My father would hardly pay ransom for his third daughter.
3: Uh, what One thing that might help is to take out all the negatives. You know, like, like if there's a double negative and you take out all the negatives. Sure. it yeah.
1: Hoped the other knew she was telling the truth would be a really weird way to phrase hoped the other didn't think she was lying or hoped the other believed her
0: right and then I don't like to assign benefit of the doubt to these writers but (laughs) maybe that's deliberate and she wants to be kidnapped because the whole thing is like oh I want to get out of this castle and go paint with all the colors of the wind or whatever
1: (laughs) oh that's a good point you know what? Yeah, so maybe actually that's that like she kinda be...
0: wants to be taken away. No, it's still a clunky, no, horrible no, I, sentence. I, I
1: no, I don't It took a lot of pulling at it, but I think that's actually yeah. I, I I think that's probably the intention, and that is actually a fairly I mean that that's a reasonable amount of character added in with that right. line. I,
0: we might have thought our way around that one. Right.
3: I still just innately object to a pretty princess whose dreams of more and her only method of escaping her fate is to be kidnapped.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely original. Like.
0: <laughs> princess Peach called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and her kidnapping sets off an adventure? Wow, I've, I've never heard or seen a story like that. Before. I bet you there's
1: going to be a character with a certain set of skills. Very particular mm. set of skills.
0: I hate this. Let's let's keep moving.
1: The robed figure, still enveloped in shadows, spoke again. By the mother. I never heard such a thing. The figure moved toward Adrina, who edged closer and closer to the open window behind her. Child, I will not harm you. Who are you? And what are you doing here? Adrina asked.
3: If anyone says, Child, I will not hurt you, run and tell your parents.
1: <laughs> it's true, yeah. Who are you and what are you doing here? Adrina asked, brushing back hair from her eyes. I see what you did there. Your face is covered in soot. Stop where you are or I will scream again. This dialogue is hurting me. (laughs) Go ahead. None will hear. I come to speak to you, Highness. I have seen you standing in this tower often.
3: Go ahead, Go ahead. none will hear. It's very convenient that you don't have any yeah. guards posted
4: outside.
0: Yeah, I feel like if you've already screamed once, I will scream again is kind of an empty, like either you've gotten the payoff from screaming the first time or no one has heard it. Go but, away or
1: I shall taunt you a second yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I live here. I clean. <laughs> you will journey beyond Imtal. I have seen you in a far off place. Talk about burying the lead. Yeah. Seen me in a dream. Smell the wind. You're a crazy person. <laughs> Smell the wind? Child. Would you
3: like to buy a lightning
1: rod? Smell it. <laughs> it comes. Can you not tell? It uh, she uh, is learning how to break wind dialogue <sighs> just hurts it hurts so much and now there's a an, <laughs> another drawing cool of a mysterious figure encroaching upon a young girl uh, her hair in this drawing is in a braid I am livid
2: <laughs> Consistency
1: kids. continuity errors in your illustrations block this, block. no 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 <sighs> The strange woman took Adina's <laughs> hand and turned her to the window. The chill breeze. Did that was... need to be a chapter break? <laughs> uh, it Why wasn't. Did it there end was like just this an a illustration. Dro- okay, like... I thought I thought it was like a chapter break. No, no.
0: It, it it felt like it was trying to end on a cliffhanger. What the fuck was that?
1: That's because of the. Uh, I, I imagine if it were a print book, like actual physical book. The illustration Mm. might've been on like a facing page. That would have been the end of the previous page and then you turn the page. But because of the nature of what we're doing here, I put a pause Mm. in, turned to the next page, saw that there was an illustration, feigned rage about it. And now we're moving on. Yep. The strange woman took Adrena's hand and turned her to the window. The chill breeze was still howling out of the North. Change, child. Sadness cannot hold forever the land. Adrena turned to look at the woman's face. Oh my god, it's Baby Yoda. The woman directed (laughs) Adrena's gaze away and pointed to the distant horizon. Adrena stared long. She imagined she could see Solstice Mountain and the whole of the Rift Range.
0: Again, just just
1: hurling places and...
3: (laughs) Remember in the Fellowship of the Ring when they would be passing some weird bridge and Frodo would say, you know, you know, Frodo, uh, also known as Audience Proxy, would say, mm-hmm. hey, what's that bridge? And then Gandalf would tell him what it is.
0: When when the audience needed that information, when it was happening relevant to the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember that. I remember it pretty well.
3: Yeah. It's, it's almost as if it was crafted.
1: I don't know, man. You guys don't sit in your room staring out the window. Thinking of the mountain ranges in the distance that you can't see?
0: <laughs> All the time.
1: They're out there. Mountains. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere. She imagined she could see Solstice Mountain and the whole of the Rift Range. I can't decide if I like that as a mountain name or not, though. Like, Solstice Mountain. it's it's.
0: Oh, Solstice Mountain is pretty good. If that were in, like, someone's homebrew... D setting i'd be like yeah that's a that's cool i'm here for it stealing that especially
3: yeah. if it was like a weird mystical like the, t- yeah, the tallest sure. mountain that all the kingdoms encircle solstice you mm. know
1: yeah that works or like for some reason worked out that your planet had on the shortest day of the year or longest mm-hmm. day of the year or both the sun would come up and set directly behind that mountain
4: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, something
0: like that that would be cool we're doing better world building just shooting the (laughs) shit than this writer has done in 21 pages
3: (laughs) although we have i i want to point out that we have to give the writer credit that they spurred it with naming something solstice
1: it's true it's true it's true in her dreams she had journeyed there the border country all around great kingdom was wild to the north especially so the sole purpose of the elite high road garrison guardsmen was to provide travelers with safe passage along the kingdom's high road and to shield the kingdom from bandit incursions out of the north. The high road garrison <sighs> guardsmen are there to provide travelers with safe passage along the kingdom's uh-huh. high road. Good to know.
0: Uh huh. That's this is a, a recurring theme. Books that stop action, like actual events happening, to go into a character's thoughts. Completely unrelated to the things that are happening around them. Yeah. Why Why do that even?
1: Yeah, there's no reason we need to know about the High Road Garris and Guardsmen right now.
0: I, I can think of a reason
3: or two why we should know about the princess, but I mean, that, that that's not important.
1: I mean, and it's yeah. probably necessary and important at some point to establish their existence. Then tell us about it then. Yeah. But if you yeah. do wait to tell us about it then, then you have a whole bunch of uh, info dumps happening at that point slash then 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 don't write a shitty story (laughs) hey there you go be better get good
3: write well it's like uh man when i try to make this this ham and and candy corn sandwich it doesn't matter how many ways i arrange it it just it's terrible like well don't make that sandwich
1: yeah you should focus on smunch (laughs) 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 don't make that don't that
0: reference on our podcast. <laughs> no. The listeners don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, oh they should learn and about I'm smunch. Leave it in.
1: Smunch, is, smunch is a taste treat. It's just canned peaches and canned tomatoes blended together. It's
2: delicious, all smushed up. Mmm, smunch. It's not delicious.
1: It's a, it's a great treat before you go to a dark carnival of the soul. Beyond High Road was a vast desert called the Barrens, a no-man's land. Beyond the Barrens was the untiring rift range, ice-capped mountains of jagged black rock that climbed perilously into the heavens. Or so she had been told. And since, you know, the teller is not to be believed, um, and the truth depends on the, you know, teller or whatever the fuck this book started by telling us. Right, yeah. If that's all... Stuff she's been told and now she's telling us. This is all literally meaningless. This is this is all completely conjecture and probably wrong, right?
0: Yeah. The chronicler scribe that's outlining these historical events and maybe imposing their bias on them, maybe not, is taking time out from the princess's encounter with this maybe kidnapper to go. She was thinking about the mountains, and then she thought about the desert. She heard about the desert and the mountains.
3: You know, like it, if you're Tolkien when you spent the time coming up with death certificates for all of the people who died in the wars over the time period, you, you can not get away with that because Tolkien put the fucking work in.
1: Yeah, he did some hella good bu- uh, world building. Yeah, but I still yeah, think yeah. that uh, reading J.R.R. Tolkien and reading stereo instructions come in at about the same level of engaging. Oh, yeah.
0: But when stuff was happening, it
1: was really happening. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I enjoy his work. I I do. Mm-hmm.
3: Here's the thing, though. Like, like as you said, God, the Silmarillion rubbed me with sandpaper.
0: I mean, it wasn't really meant to be read. Right.
1: R- that was his world-building Bible. Yeah.
3: Right. And and that that's what I mean. Like, that's why it's okay for
0: Tolkien <laughs> because right because, because he put in the work.
3: Yeah. <laughs> This person's just throwing words. Like just, I'll take this word. I'll put it with this word. It's a new word. Here you go. <laughs> you want a new word? There you go. Bada bing. Pick
1: a word, any word. <laughs> Is that where I'll journey to? Adrina asked, turning around. The woman was gone. Hello? Are you still here? I, I totally pictured the uh, sentries from Portal. The chill north wind howled. Adrina turned eyes filled with expectations back to the fields beyond Imtal. Kalyan had told her once that in the north there were mountains that breathed rivers of fire. That's a cool way to describe a volcano, I suppose. It is, yeah. Hearing what sounded like a foot slipping across the stones of the floor, Adrina spun around. Hello? There was a foot
4: slipping Hello? across the
1: surface of the floor. <laughs> she called out. From the shadows, the woman whispered. Be careful what you wish for. Uh, Adrena stepped toward the woman. I hate this. What do you mean? The woman, her what, face what suddenly mean? appearing, <laughs> aged beyond her years, took Adrena's hand. What do
3: you think it means?
1: She kneeled then, and as she kissed Adrina's hand, Adrina felt the moisture of tears on her arm. The woman whispered, I cry for the children who at the end of the journey will never be the same. Child, I cry for you. I cry (laughs) because I see you standing in the midst of a killing field. I cry for the thousands dead at your feet.
3: Now I'm just picturing that the field she's standing in are all heavy metal. Like, all the little strands of wheat are heavy metal fans. So, like, they're rocking (laughs) out and they accidentally beat her to death. What? Yeah, wheat strands, headbanging, get on my level.
1: Uh, I don't know if that's possible. Um... So so that was the introduction of Adrena. Yes. And then the book does do a chapter break, and we get to crying out in the darkness, alone, afraid and drenched in sweat, Vilmos awoke.
3: Hang on, before we move on to Vilmos, um I have to do this. Are you feeling tired, run down, listless? Do you poop out of parties? Try our new Adrenal Supplement
0: Adrena. <laughs> Do you do you feel better now that you've gotten that in?
1: Yes. Okay, good. So, I assume, mm-hmm. just based on the title, Three Lives Transformed, yes. that Chapter 1 will take us through Adrena, Vilmos, and an as-yet-unknown third character. Sure. And they're probably going to become our, like, mains, or whatever. Like, they're going to become the main characters. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know that we'll get all the way through chapter one on this one, guys. Yeah, but, I wanted uh, to,
0: that because chapter it's only, it's 31 pages. What page are we on?
1: I don't know. We are at 2%. <laughs> um,
0: I think we're on page like 26.
1: Right. I mean, we can give it a shot. Yeah.
0: Do we really have to? I
2: mean. Mm, yeah, let's do it. Is the story, Is the, I'm just saying, has the story um. not told us
0: everything it needs to tell us. It just feels like doing a whole chapter seems to be a good representation of the book. I know, but but I at least want to give it a fair shake and do a complete chapter. Okay.
1: Well, let's move forward here. Crying out into the darkness alone, afraid and drenched in sweat, Vilmos awoke. His thoughts raced. The whole of his small body shivered uncontrollably. Opening eyes and uncurling his huddled form from a corner, Moist with his own perspiration, yet still cold from the night's chill. Was That's how a I slow, wake up every day. Time consuming process. It was only a nightmare, Vilmos whispered to reassure himself. A nightmare like no other. In the dream, he had used the forbidden magic once too often, and the priest of the Forbidden magic. Flame. <laughs> in the nightmare, I dreamed I was in a terrible fantasy novel. <laughs> oh, man, I hate it when that happens. In the dream, he had used the forbidden magic once too often. And forbidden the priests magic. of the dark flame, opposers of all that is magic and magical, came from their temples to slay him. Um, this is cliche as fuck, but at least it's kind of interesting. Eh, yeah. We're I mean, doing some world building. We're, we're now opening up the magic is bad, okay? Yeah. Vilma uh... stood uneasily and Vilmos stood uneasily and dipped trembling hands into the wash basin beside the bed. The cool water sucked the hurt from his eyes. What? The cool water sucked the hurt from his eyes and mind, and gently began to soothe and awaken his senses as nothing else would.
3: Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but when I wake up right in the morning, the, my, the most favorite part of my morning routine is splashing my face with cold water.
1: Dipping I your trembling I <laughs> hands into the wash basin. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't do that for, the, like, the shock of it to wake me up. No, it That's isn't not what calms I do it you for. down. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Carefully, he dabbed a wet cloth to the corners of his eyes, and only then did he become something other than the frightened boy who, in his dreams, huddled into the forlorn corner because of the sense of security it Ugh. gave him... To know his back was against the wall and that nothing could sneak up on him from behind.
0: Was that all? Yes. Oh, there wow, is no sentence?
1: punctuation in that sentence.
0: Yeah, I heard you reading it like deliberately not breaking it up.
1: <laughs> there was no punctuation in that. No. Carefully, he dabbed a wet cloth to the corners of his eyes, and only then did he become something other than the frightened boy who, in his dreams, huddled into the forlorn corner because of the sense of security it gave him to know his back was against the wall and that nothing could sneak up on him from behind.
3: Okay, okay, like I, I, I get it. I get why you're going up, like, but that's what it means to be curled in a corner. Like, you're an
0: editor. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to
1: explain. Use a comma.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: You don't need to explain the sense of secure. It's innate. It's it's evolutionary. We know. I hate... I I wasn't even having the same
0: problem with it as you guys were. We were were both ranting independently. (laughs) Back and forth at each other as though we were having a conversation.
1: You know, we've read a lot of terrible stuff on this show. It's true. We have. I genuinely impressed by the badness <laughs> yeah. of this. Dude, like,
0: Eye of
2: Argon totally beats this book. I don't know. Eye of Argon had some charm. Yeah, That's I have what Argon? I'm saying. Yeah, like, oh, I Eye of Argon, yeah, yeah. way better than this book. Yeah. And Eye of Argon was trash. <laughs> it was trash. But, like,
3: but uh, man, like, they're, for the, like, okay and i of argon the author definitely wasted our time at some points but not to this extent
0: no yeah i
2: feel like my whole day's a wash now <laughs> aside from the twi'lek porn
1: aside from that yeah. yeah only then that he became the boy of 12 whose name was vilmos vilmos because it was a trustworthy name vilmos because it was his father's name
3: i guess we'll have to
1: take vilmos your fucking word for it because it had been his father's name Vilmos, the counselor's son.
0: How wide do you think I would have to open my mouth to
1: eat my own head? (laughs) Uh, We won't know till you try. (laughs) Readying for the day's chores, he tried to push the last of the dream from his thoughts. But as he leaned down to rinse his face once more in the cool water of the basin, it was as though he was sucked into the water. And when he opened his eyes, he was in a different place. In this place, there was no moon or stars, only boundless lines of fire cutting into the ebony of the heavens.
3: I just want to point out that, you know, oh, a nightmare, an insight into what something the character is deathly afraid of. That Mm. is very informative for learning about a character. And we're ignoring it. It's just he had a nightmare. Moving on. We're done with
1: that. Yeah. Well, there's a whole ass illustration devoted to his nightmare. On the following page, it's just just a sweaty boy with uh, what appears to be also said boy with magic hands and someone, several someone's in cloaks using what appears to be magic to stop him from using magic. I need
3: you to say sweaty boy again.
1: Sweaty boy? Yeah. Sweaty boy
3: yeah
1: okay okay
0: that's upsetting
1: let's not do that anymore (laughs) sorry i forgot we weren't in the spooky season anymore
0: (laughs) i pulled it up because i wanted to see what you were describing the 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 art has taken on this weird kind of
1: manga-esque style yeah it's it's sort of weirdly manga meets woodcut joe could you
3: link me the the art uh yeah
1: i at his feet lay a dirt road, and ahead beyond a crossroads was a forest of dark trees. The dark trees, glowing with an eerie radiance, called to him. Puzzled, if they're
0: glowing with an eerie radiance, are they really dark trees?
1: No. <laughs> no. Puzzled, Vilmos clutched his arms about his chest and followed the dirt road toward the strange light in the distance. Beyond the crossroads was a long stretch of empty road. Vilmos hurried. As he approached the forest, the shadows grew long despite the glow in the treetops.
0: Beyond the crossroads, there was more road.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, shadows growing long despite the glow in the treetops, I imagine the shadows would be, like, because of the glow?
0: Yeah, because that's how shadows how shadows
1: work. Yeah. It was within these shadows that Vilmo saw a mass of black darker than all the rest. Slowly, the mass took form, and it was only as he stumbled through the great ruins that he saw someone sitting within the folds of the great shadow. When the figure looked in Vilmos's direction, two thin beams of light radiated from the eyes the color of a silver moon. Stare as he might, Vilmos could only see the strange eyes within the folds of the figure's hood. He asked, Is this a dream? If a dream, it is a waking dream. The voice seemed to be that of a man. Who are you? Vilmos asked. You can call me Shaman. The Shaman stood. Vilmos was surprised to find he could look directly into the shiny eyes without looking up. The strange eyes, hypnotizing and dazzling, danced as the Shaman regarded Vilmos, and then the Shaman took Vilmos's hand. The hand in Vilmos's seemed a piece of hardened leather and not the hand of a man at all. This is fascinating. Vilmos repeated,
4: Who are
1: you? Mm. Who I am is not important at the moment. The robed figure lowered his hood to reveal childlike features riddled with lines that spoke of ages past and of hardship. Although few of the ancient ones ever ventured into the kingdoms, Vilmos had read about them in the great book. He knew in an instant the figure was a gnome and kin to the mighty dwarves who lived in the bowels of the earth.
0: We're just hitting every cliche
1: on mm, the way, on the way down, aren't we? Yep. Uh, The shaman raised his eyes to the fires etched in the skies and then waved his hands over one over the other until a glowing orb of brilliant white appeared. Within the orb was a face, the face of a woman young in her years, though still older than Vilmos. I'm going to bet I know who this is. Uh huh. Her cheekbones uh, were high and rosy. Her eyes quick, were green and her hair long and black.
3: This is just all making me imagine that how derivative this work is. It just made me think of like a modern day remake of Lord of the Rings called Lord of the Blings and it's a bunch of hip hop rappers.
0: I'd
1: watch that. I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd probably read that too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your mind just wanders, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In a way, she was strikingly beautiful, yet there was such sadness in her eyes, and this sadness cut into his heart. Who is she? Vilmos asked. A princess, and the one you seek, whispered the shaman. (sighs) For an instant, tension and pain was evident on the shaman's face, and then a new figure appeared within the orb. Take a long look, Vilmos. HE IS OF A RACE SWEPT FROM THE WORLD OF THE SEEING LONG AGO. THEIR LEGEND IS RECORDED IN THE GREAT BOOK OF YOUR realm, YET FEW EVER KNEW THE TRUTH OF THEIR DISAPPEARANCE. CHANGE IS SWEEPING THE LAND, ALL THE LANDS, AND THE KINGDOMS OF ELF AND HUMAN ARE NO EXCEPTION. VILMOS BEATED HIS EYES, HIS HEART FILLED WITH HATRED elves are our sworn enemies. This is a metaphor for racism. God, the shaman, is shaman chapter over yet? No. <sighs> the shaman grabbed Vilmos's shoulders and shook him violently.
4: Yes. Remember
1: the faces. The two and the one will be drawn together as are the winds clashing against the fourth unseen. Your yeah. dreams will bring them. Wow. I don't, I don't know why I decided that... No, that... Keep, keep, just it up. Keep, keep it up. You should read every book like that. You know, we could have
0: brought these characters together in an organic kind of storytelling way. But I guess if the the avatar of the author just wants to show up and and tell and tell them where to go, that's fine.
1: So I get it. It's the hero cycle, all right? You yeah, know, you yeah, have yeah. somebody comes from nowhere. There's someone wizard or wise person who puts them on the path to adventure. Yeah. yeah. The problem with that, particularly, particularly in heroic fantasy, Mm -hmm. this sort of thing, these, you know, Tolkien esque fantasies. Mm -hmm. Why don't these people just fucking do it themselves? Yeah. Like what's the deal with this shaman? Why does he need a 12 year old boy?
0: Yeah. He's clearly a powerful Magical,
1: yeah. That that. But yeah,
0: why does he need this this child? Who I guess is maybe an apprentice wizard of some kind,
1: or like a sorcerer who can't control it. Maybe, yeah, maybe that.
0: I don't know. When when he's a powerful shaman, I
3: guess. If this was in the Star Wars universe, this boy would be a force sensitive, and then the Sith would find him and take him off to the academy. And on Korriban, and then we would have a little interesting look into the the philosophies and so on of the Sith and all, and that would be fun and interesting. That's <laughs> really specific. I want to be in a better puck <laughs> Take me away from
1: here. <laughs> As he spoke, the shaman turned to the forest. The land called Ril-Ak-Ar. <sighs> the land called Ril-Ak-Ar, and within dwell the ship changing beasts of the night
3: it, I, i'm sorry david i want to interrupt you one more because i'm
2: the beast of the night yeah
3: i want to write a fantasy novel where everything is named really bizarre fantasy names uh-huh. and and just for modern parlance people come up with a, like cool sounding abbreviations for
1: them okay thanks for that be forewarned they come for you for the princess for all who would stand in the way the shaman paused to suck in the heavy air and then wheeled his hands in a great circle. What? Just like... then, shadows swept through the skies, blocking the fires of the heavens and the ground beneath Vilmos' feet shook violently. This place is called Under Earth and you, Vilmos, are the second. The first was taken from me before I could reach her.
3: God, I'm, I'm trying to actively visualize this, but the way it's written is like... Blurring my, my inner eye. It's
1: crazy. Vilmos was puzzled. Were the stories true? Dare he ask the question that was on his tongue? The shaman sighed. My kingdom and people were taken away so many years past, I cannot recall the day. These people are not having the same conversation. No. Your kingdom? The shaman grabbed Vilmos's hand. You know what this reminds me of? Did
0: you ever see Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Yes. Where they would edit, where they would just ask unrelated questions and then re edit the interviews. Yep. That's what this feels like.
1: The shaman grabbed Vilmos's hand, the grip numbing as he drew a jagged blade from a scabbard at his belt. As he spoke, he dug the blade into Vilmos's palm. Why the palm? why the fuck there are so many other places you can get blood from just prick a finger yeah like you you open and close your hand a lot yeah yeah Yeah. use the back of the arm you know something like moving on yup as he spoke he dug the blade into Vilmos's palm elves gnomes and humans are all very real you're a human I'm a gnome (laughs) so clearly was that in (laughs) doubt
0: what is this person talking about?
1: I will come for you, Vilmos. When I do, the dreams end and the journey begins. Remember the faces and forget not that the fourth can blow across the mountain tops. Remember there was another before you and that they reached her before I did. Now, return <laughs> to your affairs. <laughs> Listen to the one who will lead you to me that sounded like like comedy dialogue
0: yeah the dreams end and the journey begins. sounds like a rush song <laughs>
1: yes. also you're literally standing in front of him right now yep listen to the one who will lead you to me why don't you there yeah, are just, so t- many just questions tell me
0: where you are
1: look you <laughs> little gnome fuck the shaman paused The shadows directly overhead now blocked out all light from the fire-streaked skies. As a great hand reached down from the heavens to grab them, the shaman hurled a brilliant green orb at Vilmos and spoke a single word. Awaken! Vilmos blinked and found he was leaning over the water basin beside his bed, water and blood dripping from his upturned hands. He shook his head, blinked again. In the other room... He heard his mother calling him.
0: Why did we need the... Why?
1: So it was a dream sequence after he woke up and was splashing his face. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I completely lost that somewhere. Like I, I did too. Had assumed... That's why I was confused. Yeah, no. Um. So they totally did. When he was uh, rinsing his face, he opened his eyes and was in a different place. Just boundless lines of fire cut. So he was having a vision of this so that makes a little more sense i mean it Uh, does but the shaman came and found him in a vision although in a vision after he was awakened
0: you don't put a dream sequence and a vision sequence back to back
1: well he woke up from a nightmare because that's never a cliche no it's very and then went immediately into a dream sequence yeah so right on
0: it's just clunky it feels like a clumsy way to to do what we're doing
3: yeah. When, also, considering that the nightmare was never described and played no point in the story at all, why yeah, we could why have not just have, have, have
1: this that be the, the dream. dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, the nightmare was him being attacked by the people that are anti-magic. Mm. That will become important later. Right.
4: I
3: don't care. I don't, I don't care. It's the terrible. The priests of the
0: dark flame. I feel the need to remind. Basically, everyone that this book is six hundred and eighty pages long. Fuck
2: oh my that! God, like I would have, I would have put this down after the first two pages. Yeah. I would have been like, "Yeah, I'm done. Yeah,
1: this is stupid." Okay, so I'm not going to continue Vilmos's story. Are you just over it? Um, because I think we've gotten the idea. He's going to be the one I who uh, is like the the magic user. He is in some way important. Adrena is in some way important. I do think Dreaming we should for more. move forward and do at least a little bit here of... If we can get the third person, that'll be um, exciting. Yeah. I don't think
0: it will be.
2: <laughs> as as someone sitting from... Uh, as somebody that's had to stop watching his Twi'lek porn <laughs> to fucking listen to this drivel. Like, I didn't notice any difference between the characters?
0: <laughs> it's cuz they're not characters.
2: <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. Like Look, you reading one of them's the third born princess is, and
1: one of them's a nightmare person.
2: They both sound like this, I didn't know we were talking about someone different <laughs> until you said the name.
1: And then I was like, "Oh, that's a different person." Guardedly, Seth walked beside Queen Mother. His mind carefully searched while his eyes scanned every shadow the two passed. Oh, look, it's the guard person. Uh... That was a character that we were totally lacking from this trio of completely not generic fantasy yeah. protagonists. The night protector bodyguard yep. character. Yup. As first of the red, her safety was his responsibility. God damn it, I hate when I'm right. He was against <laughs> remaining in sanctuary, but Queen Mother wouldn't speak of leaving. For reasons that escaped Seth she wanted to use Sanctuary's high hall its crystalline walls were especially attuned to reflect the feelings of a particular host despite even what its crystalline walls were specially attuned to reflect the feelings of a particular host despite even the best efforts of a mental block or mind shield and although that was Warp. a feat queen mother could have easily performed herself she had said that she wished to conserve her willpower. For what, Did she Did we release said? a new rulebook between the introductions <laughs> of these characters? Apparently there's uh, psionics. This is a whole
0: other thing. Yeah, there's yeah. psionics
1: in this now. All right.
0: What in the fuck?
1: Queen Mother, is it true? Has he truly returned? Has Sathar survived the dark journey? Uh, Seth sent into her mind as he walked? Even now, he joins forces with Queen... with. King Mark, King Mark of Westreach, and still others flock to his banner. <laughs> it is as we most feared. The time has come. May father and mother watch over us. Will there be war? Queen Mother regarded Seth. I will miss you in my thoughts.
0: So hold on, Woe. I can't. We have like Adrena and Bilmos and Gorgothock. <laughs> And Seth. But now we're <laughs> and, and now we're hanging out with Seth and Mark. <laughs> sure. Do what you want. It's
1: fine. The words caught Seth by surprise. He didn't understand. No, wait, the link between this. protector
3: no, and wait, queen I'm was serious. unbreakable. <laughs> what? I'm just picturing like Gandalf like the ring came to you. You were meant to suffer. You were meant to bear bear this burden, Ted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The words caught Seth by surprise. He didn't understand. The link between Protector and Queen was unbreakable. Unbreakable. He was the watchwarden of her body and of her mind. He felt her pain. He knew her anguish. Her every anxiety. This was the link. My queen, I don't understand. If you break the link, how will I know if you come to harm? I must be able to find you at all times, no matter the circumstance.
0: In a better book, the idea of the body, like the, you know, the very generic, like, knight protector, bodyguard character, having an empathic link with the person that they're supposed to bodyguard... Could be
1: very Yeah, no, that like is actually... You could get a whole th- book that, out of that's that. That's a pretty cool idea. I'm gonna, like, I'll give that up.
3: It, but what's but To me, what's even more interesting is that you would have to rotate out the bodyguards because the empathic Link would, over time, overrule both of their personalities, and they would become one entity. It's a two.
1: possibility, I suppose.
3: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, if he feels her pain, then he... Slowly begins to identify with her and her feelings and like. Stop
0: writing a better
1: book than the (laughs) book that we're reading. (laughs) In time you will, Brother Seth. Even traditions that stem from ages past cannot remain forever. Soon it will be time to guard my own thoughts and my own being, just as the first queen had to do. Centuries ago we abandoned our ancestral homes. We fled to this barren land out of fear. We have lived in fear of repeating the past and only succeeded in repeating it.
0: A green land is a barren land. A barren, okay, you
1: know what sorry. I really hope? Hmm. I hope that Seth and Mark are hmm. the elves. Oh my God, I do too. That would be cool. Like, <laughs> that would be cool. I would be all right with that.
0: I thought you were going to hope that I don't sing off key poke songs on the podcast anymore.
3: (laughs) It would also be cool if, (laughs) if the elves were clerks, high people
1: (laughs) just, just like stoned out of their gourd all the time. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Seth was confused and the emotions he cast along with his words showed it. But my queen, you mustn't, you must direct your will to protect land and people. Shh. Say no more. We are at High Hall. What? High Hall.
3: <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop thinking about it. Hey Amen. No, it's no. High Hall. <laughs> Bro, I was there when the strength of man failed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we hung up on Stoner Elves. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. <laughs> the two passed through the outer antechamber and entered it, High curse Hall. Curse into
0: the fire. <laughs> Let's go to high hall, dudes.
1: Seth <laughs> remained at Queen Mother's side. He was pleased to see <laughs> Brother Ryal seated besa- behind Brother Samuel. What? First of the Blue Order. sam S A M Y U E H L. That, that sounds like a knockoff Samwise. It sounds like Samuel, but just... With extra steps. Extra steps, <laughs> yeah. Cool. He's the first of the Blue Order, apparently. Greetings, sent Seth to Ryle, guiding the thought solely to Ryle's mind. Seth had not seen Ryle since the two had been together under Samuel's tutelage, a time during which Seth had learned a great deal. Being of the Red Order meant that he had endured the seven teachings as a member of each order, and the training with the Blue had been especially interesting. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Being a... Member
3: of the Red Order means he underwent the seven teachings by the something something other order. Yeah, why that, have what?
0: separate orders if you're if you're just if it's all one training process? Maybe.
1: It's, and and I what mean, are we supposed got... to
0: get out of that? Like, what does that mean
3: ultimately for us and the characters?
1: Well, you can assume that uh, the lowest level is violet.
0: Oh, the that, that is indigo. Okay,
1: blue, yeah. You know, um, I didn't.
0: I didn't pick up on the fact yellow, that they were like belts in the martial orange. arts. Neither did I. I thought um, they were like different sects that did different things.
3: Also, I like, like the seven teachings. Ah, da 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 da. And like, okay. All I have to say is the trial of the grasses, and immediately, like. Anyone who knows anything about uh, Witcher, mm. <laughs> it's like a, like an a, a overcast comes over when you mention the trial <laughs> of the Grasses, Right. <sighs> or whatever whatever it is. I think that's what it's called. I only played the games. I didn't read the books. That's really
1: uh, I, I don't know. Just as Queen Mother took her place and sent her own greetings to the foremost six, each dressed in the appropriately colored <laughs> robes of their order, yellow, brown, Blue, black, white, and gray. So, no, I was completely wrong. They just have arbitrary yellow, brown, blue, black, white, gray, and apparently, red is the one that is the order above the rest of the orders. Okay. That's, that's what I'm gleaning from this, that each of them is a specialized thing. Right. The red order is someone who has learned from all of them and then maybe has their own special teachings as well. Okay. Sure. They're the best of the best of the best of the best, sir. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. (sighs) You're making more sense out of this
1: than, than I was. So I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Seth contemplated his long period of tutelage he then turned to the long rows of cushioned pews to the left and right of the colorful six except that three of them are in black white and gray mm-hmm. not colorful at all where the member and the rest of that like yellow brown blue black white and gray not two of them are yeah. colorful
0: yeah they're arrayed in the colors of the fucking peacock <laughs> i you know you these fucking characters, in the middle of other things, just stopping and musing on their backstories, would work in a television show. Right. Because because the, then you can have a flashback in the middle of another scene. It doesn't work in a book.
1: I mean, I, I I guess it's kind of neat. There There's something interesting in the world building here. Like, as much as I've knocked it the whole way through, mm-hmm. it is... We now have established that there is a human kingdom mm-hmm. that is vast and, and great it is, and great and at war with the elves or mm-hmm. at least the enemy of the elves right um, we've established that there is another kingdom whether they are the elves or not that has psychic powers right and we've established that there's, some kind of like order that is anti-magic. Mm-hmm. And yes, these things are all pretty cliche. This is like bog standard, grim, dark world building. If you're going to be making a and d campaign mm-hmm. and like, I wouldn't be mad if I sat down at the table and this was my DMs like home game.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, most of this is like I can think of 10 right. television series or novel series off sure, the top of yeah. my head. That have at least some of those ideas baked in, <sighs> but but no, I, I don't disagree with you. Like it, it's not terribly original, but there are like buried in the rotten fruit. There's the seed of a good story. Um, maybe some editing would have helped. Maybe it wouldn't have.
1: Mm, right.
3: I here's the reason why I don't think editing would have helped. The writer shows a complete complete incompetence for self-restraint which Mm. i think is absolutely necessary i agree for any form of storytelling Mm -hmm. i don't care how many editors you get well actually if you get enough editors you can make anything awesome but
0: (laughs) but at that point they've just written a new book (laughs)
3: yeah yeah so that's my verdict
0: (laughs) yeah no that makes sense
1: so now we've we've basically established and it doesn't look like there's much that happens moving forward from Chapter two here, or mm-hmm. chapter one, um,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we've established who the three characters are. That's fine. Right. Um, he's, yeah, we, I don't care enough to go more through. No, I'm done. I'm done.
0: <sighs> so that sucks. <laughs> 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 <sighs>
1: Oh yeah, my God that, yeah, it did. that
0: sucked hard. Jesus fucking Christ. I really want to just underline how much I hated that experience.
1: Oh it was it was difficult.
0: It
3: was a bad time. It, no, like it was literally difficult. Like I was trying to pay attention and my own thoughts were more <laughs> interesting and coherent.
0: Just based on the thoughts that you that you say with your mouth. I, I like to imagine that your inner world is is a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I I would I would like to say that I think
2: that all of the reviewers on Goodreads were being uh-huh. kind. <sighs> really? Because I thought they were fairly scathing. No, nope, they were being kind.
1: I will say that I am moderately interested to see does this remain just them being kids the whole time do we jump forward in book two and they're like in their twenties and then in book three, they're old and wizened. Cause that could be interesting. Could it though?
0: Are you really sure
2: that, that, that would be interesting? I said it based could off be. of, based off of what we know about this author already and how he writes. You're telling me that you would like to explore the other books in the series.
0: <laughs> no, merely another 650
2: Look, pages if we have of this to nonsense? We'll read
1: book two next.
0: All I'm
2: saying is, is that I would rather pay $50 to have someone turn on a machine that just repeatedly punches me in the nuts. <laughs> and he just like, found out what those are. If the options are read another one of these books or Kane. Find something to torture yourself with. I'm going to choose torture every time. Is is that because
3: you're kind of a masochist?
2: (laughs) No, no, I'm not a masochist. If I was a masochist, I would be like, please read more
0: of this to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to close with, uh, with something that this writer said about himself in his biography that I didn't get to earlier. Like his forefather, which I don't know what the fuck that means in this context. Robert is a gifted and distinguished writer, a respected and skilled teacher, and someone who operates against the grain. (laughs) By writing this generic as fuck Swords and Wizards novel, he's definitely pushing the boundaries of fucking... I just want to
2: let you guys know that I'm currently in the process of setting my house on fire with me in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I think really,
0: that's a good note to close on. I think,
1: I think we've, we've belabored this. We have come to the conclusion that, uh, good Lord, this is not good. Um, no, could it be fun? Is it something that if you, if you had a long bus trip, is this something that would be reasonable to read on a long bus trip?
3: No, my, my own thoughts are more coherent and think about that for a minute.
0: And like and I'm trying to imagine because what we're doing is kind of, you know, for me, you know, my experience similar to the audiobook in that I'm listening to someone read it, but I get the the advantage of being able to to scream at the person reading the book. Sitting down and listening to uninterrupted readings of this bullshit is is something you would do to to to, to get information out of a prisoner. <laughs> I can't imagine reading this or sitting through a recording. Also,
3: if if my kid in in junior high came to me with this and said, "Look what I did," I'd be like, "Oh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good." You know, if if I, if my kid in high school said, "I'd be like, yeah, it's all right." You know, if my my kid in college would be like, what, "What? What? Why? Why are you still writing this? <laughs> you haven't progressed at all as
1: a writer." I suspect you could get rid of about fifty percent of this.
0: Yeah, hire an editor. And that's not even like if this were something that someone, you know, an adult was just writing as a hobby. I'd be like, you know, you need some editing. Maybe keep practicing. This person published this and sold it for money. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that's really where you cross the line. Where like, what are you doing?
3: Yeah, like if this was just like a like a like a novel that this guy just posts on his website, he wrote it because he likes writing. You know, like. Then, then sure. this would be pretty mean, but yeah, like what you said, he, he took people's money in exchange
1: for this.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. He's
1: taken so much of our time. So, uh, really all that's left to say is, uh, be sure to follow us over there on, uh, Instagram and yep. you know, like us on all of the places, like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can comment on anything we post. And uh, start a conversation. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, Where can I find those oh, things? Oh, at www.wegiveyoubrainworms.com. That's wegiveyoubrainworms.com. And don't forget, if you want to support the show, um, again,
0: obviously, you know, liking us on all of our things, leaving reviews helps us out a lot. And if you want to support us in a monetary way, we have a Patreon.
1: Don't forget to slap the clap. <coughs> Always slap the clap.
0: Always do that stupid nonsense. What the fuck? And Jesus Christ, we're sorry. <laughs> we're so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh Jesus.
4: So
0: that was. Oh my that was. God. That was. Wow. <laughs> but we yeah. got almost two hours out of this bullshit. <sighs> I'm stopping the recording.
2: Yep. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepod number one by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at wegiveyoubrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app.